This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, if you're a fan of harness racing, then today is your day as the Meadowlands host their signature event with the famed Hamiltonian taking place today at the New Jersey Harness Track with a special post time of 12 noon. Yeah, friend of the show, the Meadowlands CEO and GM, Jason Settlemoyer, will join us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And Jason will not only talk about the significance of the Hamiltonian Day to the Meadowlands, but also pretty good standard-bred handicapper. And Jason will not only break down the Hamiltonian, but also the Hamiltonian Oaks and the plethora, yeah, plethora of other top stakes action on tap at the Meadowlands worth $3 million in purses on today's cards of racing. In addition, friend of the show and third Red breeder Susan Formal will join us again. And besides having a large consignment in the upcoming 2022 Canadian Premier Yearling Sale to be held at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion on Wednesday, August 31st, Susan also fooled, raised, and broke a horse by the name of Rondour, who won the Marine Stakes with an impressive 96 buyer speed rating in the Grade 3 Marine Stakes recently at Woodbine. And his 96 buyer is among the highest in plate prep history during the synthetic track era. Shortly, we will speak with Susan as she discusses not only Rondour, but her consignment at this year's Canadian Premier Yearling Sale. Also on the show, well, Walter Parkinson is assistant farm manager of the famed Standard Bread Nursery, Sealster Farms, located in Lucan, Ontario. And Walter also holds the position of president of the Standard Bread Breeders Association of Ontario, SBOA, who in the late 1960s was originally formed as the Ontario Standard Bread Improvement Association, the OSIA, with the goal of promoting the breeding of quality standard breads in the province. Shortly, we will meet Walter Parkinson, We'll not only talk about the day-to-day workings of the Standard Bread Breeders of Ontario Association, but also the importance of the Association of the Province of Ontario Standard Bread Industry going forward. Looking forward to that. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, Larry Simpson, who feels like just a few minutes ago we were hanging out Thursday evening at Woodbine. Yeah, it was a great time. It was fantastic. Woodbine unveiling their new Stella Artois Terrace at Woodbine on the third level. And uh, for Jim Lawson and Jimmy Dykstra and the staff at Woodbine, they knocked it out of the park. It feels like you're in Miami. It feels like you're it's somewhere else. Um, it is a complete transformation of that terrace, that third level, with their friends from Stella Artois Canada overlooking the track. I mean, it's a fabulous setup, Larry. Well, I think you just had to look around too, Jim, and there was a demographic there that Woodbine and the whole entire horse racing industry is searching to uh, yeah. get, and that's that uh, younger generation, not not us old guys, right? Or, well. You know, but, uh, or maybe old guys like me. Well, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close. <laughs> but, uh, no, that, I, that's what I noticed the most, and, and I know we talked with Jim Lawson that night, and mm-hmm. uh, we talked to Jamie Dykstra and some of the Michael other Copeland. People, Michael Copeland mm-hmm. at Woodbine, and that's the big thing that they, they've, they've got this big investment now what they're putting in the new casino and the entertainment center and you know there's going to be that hotel that's going to be trackside well you need a younger population to support racing you need it not just for woodbine racing needs this younger uh, younger demographic so it was great to see and i think that was one of the reasons and you know jim lawson alluded to this that you know they're hoping that something like this uh terrace uh will be a place for this younger demographic to go to and learn something and get cultivated about the horse racing industry. I know Markham Sandre de Grasse, the Olympic medal winning world club, world class sprinter was there with some friends and there was members of the Argos and, you mm-hmm. know, other members of the you know sports and media community. You could see that they're like, Oh, this is a place I would come back mm-hmm. for, for group outings, for family outings, for parties, events, it's a, for corporate settings, for corporate events, uh, for a stag, for um, you know, a, a woman's night out. I mean, it, to me, it's perfect. And what's great about it, it has that um, music, great sound system, not deafening sound system. If music cuts out when it's the yeah, race, yeah. they have people walking around. You can make your bets. It's it's all user friendly. I, they really like checked off all the boxes. I really was impressed by it. Well, I, and I think that that was the key too, is uh, that the music was there. It was background music yeah. and that, but in between races. But then, as soon as the Bang. horse got into the gate, like there was no interference, you could watch the race. So you were kind of blending that entertainment with the actual entertainment of horse racing too, which and, is, I think, the the whole key to the whole program. And I noticed a lot of the the younger people that were there once the race was on, and they were coming down the backstretch. They mm-hmm. were pumping their fists and cheering, mm-hmm. like that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want. You want to get that excitement back and and uh, bring back that generation of racing and that. And and 
I think we need to mention too, like they we tasted a lot of the food. Oh. Oh. The food was tremendous. Yeah. You know, like uh, try the sliders. I highly recommend them. <laughs> yeah, they were great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, we were doing this to tell you, the listener, what's good about the Sil Ertua Terrace at Woodbine. Now that was a big event and a big event for our friends at Saratoga. Yes, t- uh, today uh, there's uh, two million dollar races. Uh, the uh, uh, Whitney and the uh, Saratoga Derby, but of note, uh, because we're two weeks away from the Queen's Plate, mm-hmm. race five today at the Saratoga is a one mile and one sixteenth uh, uh, Fezzik Tipton uh, stakes, and the number two horse is Safe Conduct. Oh. Uh, if that rings a bell, Safe Conduct was the horse that shipped in here last year and won the uh, Queen's Plate. So, oh, okay. Uh, it's interesting that he's back on the grass, and, uh, you know, we'll see how he does today. Uh, that's a big one. Also, a big one, I mean, it's the big daddy in the Meadowlands, the Hamiltonian. I mean, the Meadowlands becoming synonymous the Hamiltonian with big money standard bread racing in america exactly it's one of the oldest races uh in, in well one of the oldest harness races and it's got the prestige the history uh and you know they've got over 3.5 million dollars in purses there today that they're racing for and i it's a 16 race card so like wow <laughs> Well, friend of the show, the Meadowland COO and general manager, he joins us today in Hamiltonian Day, not only one of the biggest days of racing at the New Jersey track, but also across North America. I'm thrilled to be joined by the one and only Jason Settlemore. Jason, it's going to be an exciting Saturday in New Jersey. How are you? Things, uh, you know, it's crazy as always, guys. Thanks for having me on. I certainly appreciate it. It's always nice to talk to you. Uh, I've gotten to know Larry over the last few years, and uh always nice to be on with you guys the day before the Hamiltonian. Things are pretty crazy, and but we're getting ready for the big day. We're almost there. I, I, I mean, rebuff, jiggy jaw gas, fast to the win. I mean, and Larry's picked up a few. I mean, it's, I don't know how you pick a winner in this race, the Hamiltonian. You guys keep talking about the, you guys keep talking about the Philly that everybody talks about, and the same as last week, and I've been talking about jiggy jog. So, um, you know, with and she absolutely looked fantastic, um, you know, last week. And everybody was focused on joviality, and, and I, I like Jiggy Jog, uh, but I don't know if they can beat Rebuff or not. Joviality's pretty talented, too. He had the 10-hole, and he's had the 7-hole as two races before that, correct? Yeah, no, she's she's a very she talented yeah. filly. I like her a bunch, and but I like, you know, I like Jiggy Jog quite a bit. And uh, um, But it's going to be tough to beat Rebuff, Um you know, uh, the only thing is, is he drew the rails. So we'll have to see what, what tactics uh, that Lucas Wallen, the trainer, and uh, Tim Tietrich, the driver, come up with. It's just part of an incredible day of racing at the Meadowlands with so many stakes races. I mean, the handle Saturday is going to be ridiculous. When when you look at it, you got the Steel Memorial at Muscle Hill. You got the Peter Houghton Continental Victory, Shady Daisy, the Cane Pace, the Lady Liberty, uh, the Sam McKee. Vincennes, the Oaks, the Doherty, the Cashman, and then uh, the Hamiltonian final for a million dollars. And then, of course, we got the 16th race there. So, um, very, very exciting weekend. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to it and looking forward to tonight as well um, as we host the uh, uh, Charity Casino night. So, um, and then, you know, if you look at the Oaks, I don't, you know, Venerable is very, very nice. He's obviously a ta- talented Philly. Um, but don't uh, d- don't discount the baptism and and 
and uh, Bear My Soul and, 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 you know, some of these other ones that could definitely be long shots, Mon Cheval, um, you know, so Fashion Schooner drew the 10 hole. They may overlook her and, and, you know, she's four to one on the morning line and they may continue to overlook her, but she, she, you know, going into the race, she was, she was probably my favorite. So, uh, could be a little bit of money to be made there on Fashion Schooner if she can work out some kind of a trip with Petrick. And uh, Tietrich could have an Oaks and, and Hamiltonian uh, all in one day. So, hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Jason, I guess maybe for our our new listeners and that, talk about the special significance of the Hamiltonian. Yeah, um, you know it's the most prestigious trotting race in the world, and uh, held at the Meadowlands Racetrack each and every year. I think this is the ninety seventh edition um, of the Hamiltonian. Um, obviously, it hasn't been at the Meadowlands all those years, but, uh, it's been there, um, for quite a few. And, and, you know, we, we thank the Hamiltonian society for the, uh, trust they put into us with continuing to host the event along with Mr. Doral. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of significance to it. And like I said, it's the most prestigious, uh, trotting race in the world and, and, uh, held at the, the, the biggest, uh, standard bread track in the world as well. So we're, we're really excited about it, hosting it like we, we do each and every year, and uh, you know, there's a lot of ang- anxiety going into tomorrow. But uh, you know, uh, my, the team that we have is incredible at the Meadowlands, and and to combine them with the Hamiltonian Society employees, uh, we you know we always shine. So looking forward to that tomorrow, and 50-50 chance of rain. So I'll take my chances because it looks like it's only going to be around 88 degrees. So that's a lot better than 100. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Jason, I think New Jersey, I think Springsteen, Sopranos, Bon Jovi, and I think the Meadowlands, and there must be a real sense of pride in your role as the GM of something that's been such an iconic fixture in that state. Yeah. You know, uh, and with the purse subsidy, so we thank the legislators uh, for, you know, obviously understanding um you know, uh, the need for the Meadowlands in the Garden State. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have supports the, the horse racing industry in, in New Jersey. And, um, you know, uh, it's nice to be able to carry on a tradition, you know, now that we uh, have the sports betting and the, um, you know, the, the subsidy there that uh, the state uh, gave the horse racing industry. So thanks to Governor Murphy and, and all the other legislators in the Assembly and the Senate as well. Jason, how old were you when you decided you wanted to be a lifer in the horse racing industry? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd been going to the races with my dad since I was five, my mom and dad. And then, uh, you know, Terry Holton moved in across the street from us in 1989. I guess I was 12 at that point, called my first horse race when I was 13. Um, You know, so I've been hooked on on horse racing since I was five. And and, uh, I was always more attracted to the standard breads than the thoroughbreds. And I think it had a lot to do with the night racing and and just how nice the people really are involved in the the sport of uh, of harness racing. So, um, you know, I, I knew from an early age, and there was a newspaper and article that was written on me uh, when I took over at at Scioto Downs as the director of simulcasting and the track announcer there uh, before I went to the USTA, and then of course to upstate New York, and then here to New Jersey. But uh, that said, you know, I wanted to run the Meadowlands racetrack. I think I was 21 or 22 <laughs> at that point. So, uh, find yourself living your dream with something that you're passionate about, like I am with the harness racing and the horse racing industry. Uh, it's something special and, you know, something like God shining down on me and saying to me, this is what you're going to do. And 
you know, combined with hard work and dedication, you know, um, I was able to um, do what I wanted to uh, my entire life. And you know, I'm starting to get a little bit of age on me now, uh, 45. Uh, did I just say that? I mean, 35. 45? Um, you're a kid. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I wish. 35, I wish you're a youngster. <laughs> Jeez. You know, um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, you just have to, you know, enjoy what you do and be passionate about it. And it doesn't feel like work at all at that point. For you, the love of the job and putting in the hours, it, it it's not to me the money. It's got to be the people around the horse racing lifestyle, the, the the people that, you know, breed the horses, the fans, the betters. Is it all the above? What is it that makes it's it such a... It's all the above. It's, it's, my, it's my employees. It's my customers. It's my horsemen and women. Um, you know, it's the legislators I get to deal with, Mr. Grau, um, you know, John Campbell's of the world, the Yannick Gengras, the Moira Fanning, the Nick Salvies, you know, all these people, like I said, you know, and then obviously uh, Mr. Gorral. So, uh, you know, it's been one of those things where, you know, I'll never forget when he took over the Meadowlands and, and I wanted, I was, you know, I was a little upset at first because he had brought a general manager in there before me because I was in upstate New York. And then one day down in Lexington, after the general manager at the time, when after he had taken over at the Meadowlands, said he was resigning to go to a different place. You know, I'll never forget how casually he said to me. He said in the car ride, we were on our way to the Red Mile from the from the from the resort, and uh, he had the newspapers in his hand, and he pulled the newspapers down and said, "How would you like to run the Meadowlands?" <laughs> and I said, "It's been a lifelong dream." And he said, "It's so bizarre that a kid, you know, wanted to." be you know involved in harness racing and so it was uh you know like i said this has been a, a lifelong passion for me so to find myself where i'm at surrounded by the outstanding people that that are around me like i said my customers my employees my horsemen and women and and the legislators and you know because i've been able to combine the <clears throat> the uh my passion for politics and this as well and like I said, you know, Mr. Gorau, when it's just been an unbelievable ride, but enough about me, you know, tomorrow's the Hamiltonian. So that's the, that's, that it's what it all comes down to. Jason, I know you're extremely busy. We thank you so much for your time. Uh, the Saturday, it's going to be Saturday to remember for Harness Racing fans. Thank you so much for what's been probably just a, a blur for the last few weeks. Uh, thanks so much. We'll look forward to talking down the road. Vacation on Sunday. Right, thank you very much. <laughs> See ya. Thanks. Uh, Larry, uh, obviously, I mean, this is what people forget sometimes uh, when you're involved in the industry like he is. It's an all-consuming 24-7 affair just leading up to an event like today's Hamiltonian. It's, it doesn't just happen by accident. No, it doesn't. It uh, takes it takes a while to, to get your feet wet and, and that. And, uh, well, Jason's paid his dues. He, as he said, he started like, like me, he got involved at five. <laughs> He's a little younger than me, though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but he made a great point. Fast as the wind, Jiggy Jogs, Rebuff, and what, Joviality is the one you were looking at? Yeah, the Philly, too, yeah. I don't know how you pick a winner. It's, there's so many four or five horses that you could pick, and they all deserve to win. It's the old hat pin system. You know, just stick a hat yeah. pin in it. So. Um, <laughs> It's fantastic to see yeah. the handle is going to be ridiculous. I know it is. 
Um, I know you're going to have more about this later in your ponies picks with the Hamiltonian Oaks, but yeah. uh, it really is exciting to see that harness racing here in 2022 between um, the Pepsi North American Cup and this side of the border, the Hamiltonian is still so alive and well, Larry. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, you know, they've got over $3.5 million in purses today at the, at the Meadowlands. So that's staggering. It's, it is staggering. So, uh, and it, and it's quite a story. It's, uh, you know, the, the Hamiltonian is the longest running uh, trotting race and uh, it's most famous one in the world, pretty much. So uh, it's been around for a long time. So, well, And and, uh, and I talked about it with, with Jason. I mean, I know in Sopranos, you would see the Meadowlands in the background. Mm-hmm. He's driving around New Jersey. I think New Jersey. I think Springsteen, Sopranos. I think the Meadowlands. And you think of well, the New York Giants. Maybe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, but that, yeah. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yes. Sometimes you know. no. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry to all you Giants fans out there. Yeah. And when we come back, Ontario thoroughbred breeder Susan Foreman will join us again on Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the Radio Magazine, and this. Hamiltonian Day. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HBIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7. Well, on August 31st, the 2022 Canadian Premier Yearling Sale will be held at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion. And Ontario breeder Susan Foreman joins us today to talk not only about her sales consignment, but also a special horse by the name of Rondor. Susan, welcome to the show. Larry and I love having you on. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. It was lots of fun last time. Certainly. I know Larry and I are quite interested in the yearling sale. I'm looking at the the catalog. Uh, One of them, a consigned by Susan Foreman agent, a hip number 14, barn 21, Dark Bay or Brown Colt, um, it, it looks interesting. Explain kind of what some of those letters, numbers, and symbols and information means to people when you're at a yearling sale. An Ontario-sired horse. I actually have six of them in the sale that are Ontario-sired. And for anybody who doesn't know, that's a stallion standing at stud here in Ontario. 
Hmm. And there's a really lucrative race program and incentive program for those horses here that stand in Ontario. So that quote there is, um, when you read those catalog pages, it'll tell you the hit number, the color, the birth date, the sire, the dam, and then it'll go back uh, three full generations. And you can read all about that in the upper portion of the catalog page. Hmm. And then in the lower portion, it will go explicitly into the dam side. So it's like the mother, the grandmother, and the great-grandmother. And at the bottom of the page, it usually tells you some engagements that the horse is, horse is eligible for, like breeder stakes, the breeder's uh, cup down in uh, the States, you know, uh, usually first weekend in November. Uh, the Ontario Sired States. It'll tell you extra things that the horse is eligible to run in. So that's basically what the catalog page is all about. It's fascinating, Larry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Talk about the sale itself, uh, Susan. You've been a consigner for, for many years. Uh, how important is it to the thoroughbred uh, industry here in Ontario? Oh, it's critical. Like, we have to have horses to keep the races going. So we've had those great incentives from the government now to bring back better mares to Ontario, to breed to stallions, to get these horses into the sales ring. There's always a little bit of a conflict when you're breeding and have your foals. You decide whether they're going to stay here in Ontario for our market or you go to the States for the sale. So there's always a, a conflict and it takes, you know, pretty much the entire time while the foal is on its mere side, your wheels are turning in your head. Where am I going to sell this for? So for me, it's evident the mares who are bred to Ontario sires, they stay here and sell at our sales. But we have, I think I have in my consignment, I have nine American sired horses also. And I think the reason that I choose to have them stay here in Ontario it's because the families are a bit more uh, recognizable here in Canada. That would be a big reason. And sometimes, you know, they're maybe not as physically perfect as what you'd hope to go to the States. Because when you go there, some of those big sales like Keeman, they'll have like 4,000 head of horses in, hmm. a, in a sale, whereas we are at, you know, 300. So there's a big difference. And you have to have the knowledge on how to choose your horse for a particular sale. Do you have a special strategy going into the consignment sale? I know that I've always been known to have very good-looking horses. I just They are on a great feed program here, a great exercise program, and also manners are really instilled in them. Hmm. It's like sending off your kid to kindergarten. You're hoping that they don't make fools of themselves in kindergarten. It's the same feeling for us. Like we have a team of people that are always handling the horses. They're used to the farm being busy. Two or three people can groom each horse at the same time. So the horse has got lots of movement around it. And when they go to the sales, I expect them to stand there professionally and let the buyers look at them. Hmm. So that's my strategy all along is a good feeding program, a good handling program, you know, obviously nutrition, getting the feet done, deworming them. And then we head down to the sales and I hope that they, uh, 
remember their lessons from at home. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot them, Larry. Well, besides consigning horses as an agent, you also breed your own horses, correct? What is it... uh, that keeps you going in this business that's kind of had its ups and downs over the last few years, especially on the breeding side. I had 26 newborn foals born here this year. Wow. Which is a good number. I passionately full watch myself every single night. I don't, can't even begin to count how long I've done this for. There just still is an adrenaline rush. Definitely for me. Like, when you're alone at the barn and you know the mare's getting a little close, I usually call for my back of help. But the adre- there's an adrenaline rush. You know that this newborn's coming. Um, still find it extremely passionate. So to get 26 foals on the, bo- on the ground, that's a great feat. I've said to my staff many times when you actually see the field of mares and foals in the midsummer. I always say, do you know how many man hours, how much luck going into getting that? There's a lot of work to get that beautiful picture of mares and bulls in the field. It just doesn't happen that easily. So I'm very proud to say that I'm still passionate about it. And, um, you know, when we raise these horses and off they go to the races, it couldn't be a more prouder moment when they go off and do well for you. Well, you just used the term great feat, and winning the Queen's Plate would be a great feat. Uh, tell us about Rondeur. Oh, he was just a lovely character right from the beginning. Um, his mother lives here. He was obviously sold and raised here. It's um, The mayor was new to me a few years ago, and um, carrying Rondeur in, in utero. And when I looked at her pedigree, it was kind of funny because I actually sold... Uh, Carrot Waite, who is Rhonda's mother, I actually sold Carrot Waite's mother herself, Simply Precious, here at the sale in Toronto. So it's a family that I've known quite well. In the second dam on Rhonda's catalog page is actually a champion two-year-old filly here in Canada. And also I sold a sales topper uh, from this family. He was a colt, a Cherokee-run colt that brought $270,000 here at our Toronto sale, and I sold him to the Hong Kong Jockey Club. So it's a catalog page that I know quite well, so it was really fun, you know, to kind of go full circle and have somebody from that family that I've known for so long. Hmm. But you must have been ecstatic when you won the Marine Stakes with a 96 buyer, right? Eh? I mean, right off the bat, when he broke his maiden by 10 and something like, he was always just the happiest, easiest going colt you could imagine. Very methodical, very laid back, loved to eat, always was just a good little butterball of a horse, just great natural muscle on him. And I took a really nice picture of his mother for the owners, and I, I just critiqued that confirmation photo. And just think, like, that mare has a really powerful shoulder and a double that on the hind end. She just has a rocket size of a rear end. And Rhonda has that. He's not very tall, but he stands over a lot of ground. And he's extremely muscular. And then his behavior was always 
he never balked at anything in his whole life. Whatever you asked him to do, he did it, did it the best he could. So it's like we put out this great horse from our perspective, but until he gets to the track and actually is competitive, you don't know what you have until they're there. And so to see him just break his maiden by that, it was just like he he's made to go that fast, but he he looks like he absolutely enjoys it and loves it. And I hear he has the same demeanor at the racetrack. So that says an awful lot going forward. Um, it's, you know, wonderful to have uh, the mayor all of a sudden. She catalogs now. She's the dam of a grade three uh, state coach here at Woodbine. That's like absolutely fantastic for the family, the breeders going forward. But, you know, we're really rooting for him. He he just absolutely loves his job. <laughs> well, I guess it would mean the world, too, to see a horse like that, that you have such a connection, end up winning a, a, a prestigious race, an historic race like the Queen's Plate. I know. I know. And, you know, I know the, the filly of Kevin Attard's Moira is right there, and she's a great filly, and... I think it's really exciting for me. Like I, nobody's challenged Ronda on the front end. If she can stay with them, I think it will be a really great race between the two of them. Hmm. Um, it was just announced yesterday that um, Lazy and Pratt is coming up to ride Ronda, hmm. and that's exciting. He's the third leading jockey in North America right now. I think he's got earnings of sixteen million. I think he's made so far. So that's exciting to have him come up and ride this horse. Well, it shows that uh, Woodbine is on the map now in North America. Eh? So, Indeed. Yeah. yeah. But going back to the, the sales and that, uh, I know like we have a lot of new listeners and they may want to maybe attend the sale on the 31st and that. And they they get a catalog and they see some are consigned by a certain firm and some are consigned, in, in your case, some are consigned as an agent. What exactly is an agent? And what uh, does the agent do for that, that person that actually owns the horse? So I am always known as my professional name is Susan Y. Foreman Agent. Mm-hmm. I represent the owners of the, of the horses that I have at the consignment. Some people like to have their own name behind it. Like it might, it might say Susan Y. Foreman Agent for Track West Racing. And some owners prefer not to have their names there. But I represent the owners. And in my small consignment, something that I'm very proud of is those horses, most of them have been sold and raised with me. So I know them inside out, upside down. I know everything about their pedigree, their family, their habits. Um, That's what I really like. I've sort of always um, been very proud of that. I know you can go down to the States and a lot of those agents will get horses that they've never seen before until they arrive at the sales grounds two Hmm. or three days Hmm. ahead. And you have to be pretty savvy to pick up on, you know, everything you could possibly know about the horse. But I'm very proud to say if, you know, one pulls out of my stall uh, for showing, I know everything about the horse because I, I classify myself more as a boutique consignment. You know, we just, uh, I like my small numbers, and I feel very confident with my group of horses wherever I go. Well, Susan, it's people like you that make Woodbine and Thoroughbred Racing in this province the the great sport that it is. We can't thank you enough for joining us again. Larry and I, it's a real highlight when you're on, and all the best with the sale coming up on the 31st. 
Thank you so much. Always looking forward to it. We've got a lot of hard work ahead of us still. We're bathing and clipping and shoeing, and we're, we x-ray <laughs> the horses before they go to the sale. So there's a lot of work to be done. But anybody's welcome to come and grab a catalog page and, you know, ask questions when you're there. There's lots of people to come, to help and, and show the route on, on the purchasing of the horses. And there's lots of incentives so of owning horses. So... By all means, hopefully lots of people come. That's awesome. Thanks, Susan. All the best. Take care. Thank you so much for calling. Take care. After the break, when we come back, Walter Parkinson will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We're just around the corner. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Live Harness Racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Big M's Championship meet concludes on August 6th, where all eyes will be on the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager in all of the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HPI bet account and Dark Horse app, and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at cosaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, Walter Parkinson is president of the Standard Bread Breeders of Ontario Association and joins us today to talk about the association and the very much importance that it plays in the province's standard bread industry. Walter, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure for myself, too. Well, I mean, this is something Larry and I speak about a lot, and a lot of our guests do, about um, to make sure that there is a steady flow of horses on the standard bread and thoroughbred side to keep horse racing viable and thriving in the province. Uh, Just to update some of the listeners uh, about what you do to make sure there's a steady stream of good standard bread horses in the province. Yeah, excellent. So that's uh, that's one of the main um, focuses of the Standard Bread Breeders of Ontario Association is to promote uh, 
Ontario's hybrid horses specifically, and also uh, having mares resident in the province for the Ontario Bread uh, program as well. Um, but certainly, um, you know, Ontario sired horses are competing at the highest levels across North America. Um, they're desired, uh, the stallions and mares are desired in the Southern Hemisphere as well. Um, so our job is to promote quality first and foremost, but certainly quantity has to go along with that in order to meet the racing demand. Um, so we just like to make sure that, you know, people across Canada, coast to coast, but uh, the States as well, um, and and North America and Europe uh, and Southern Hemisphere uh, are really focused on on breeding to Ontario sires and producing those top quality horses that are wanted in the sales ring, but also wanted for sire stakes and grand circuit racing action as well. So how do you uh, get the message out there to everybody, Walter? So we focus a lot of our uh, advertising efforts on uh, aligning with uh, Woodbine Entertainment. Um, so in the past, this is going to be our fourth season going into it, but we are um, uh, partners in uh, advertising campaigns for uh, both the Breeders' Crown and also with the Mohawk Million Night and the North America Cup Night. So we we really hammer in our commercials, uh, social media campaign, uh, everything that aligns with breeding, breeding in Ontario, buying in Ontario, racing in Ontario. Um, so that's one of our big campaigns each year, but we also align with other tracks as well um, to push some of their big race nights. Um, there are major initiatives in focusing on Ontario race, Ontario sired horses um, for racing, both in, in stakes racing, but also afterwards as aged horses, we need to see those horses uh, fill the supply um, of overnight racing as well. Walter, approximately how many standard bred breeders are there in Ontario right now? Yeah, it certainly fluctuates. You know, there's anyone from, you know, a person that breeds uh, one horse, uh, one broodmare to, you know, large commercial breeders. So it's it's hard to nail down a specific number. Um, certainly, Standard Canada has the best numbers for those. Uh, every breeder would need to be registered with uh, Standard Canada. Uh, so to get an absolute accurate number, I, I don't have that offhand. Uh, but I can tell you it's, it's, a, it's a fair size number. Um, and certainly it, it ranges right from the one, hmm. one mare breeder right up to the large commercials like Seals to Farms and uh, Windback and Terra Hills and, and the others, Twinbrook Farms. Now, Walter, the standard bred breeders of Ontario, they've got a pretty long distinguished career in the province, don't they? they they've been around since, what, the late 60s, but it was a former name, correct? Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was well before my time, and there's been, you know, certainly a lot of... Uh, um, top breeders behind it, uh, you know, and, and sitting on the board and, and directing the initiatives over the years. Um, uh, my time with the Stanford Breeders started um, in about 2008, and then I became president in actual uh, 2013. So um, our initiatives have changed slightly over the years, but it, it's always remained focused on uh, producing Ontario-sired, Ontario-bred horses uh, mm-hmm. for the program. So, oh. And Walter, how how long is and steep is your history in standard bird racing in the province? How far back do you go being involved in the sport? Uh, so I grew up. My parents um, always had racehorses, so we were mostly in like the the overnight race racehorses claimers. Um, always had an interest in breeding, um, and then we ended up keeping a couple uh, over the years uh, brood mares. 
um, that were originally racehorses, and, and it started from there. Um, when I was in university, I would work summers here at Fields to Farm, and then I graduated from university, lived and worked uh, in Guelph for a year, and then came back in the fall of 2003 as assistant farm manager at Sealster Farms. Hmm. So let's talk about Sealster Farms. It's long history. They go back to probably, what, the 1960s as well. Uh, how did you get involved with them? I'm originally from Lucan myself, hmm. so the farm is, is located right here. Um, at that point in time, when I was in university, I, I definitely had an interest in, in breeding side of the horse business, uh, and I wanted to be exposed to that, so I thought it would be a great summer job. So I... Uh, reached out and accepted a position in the summers, and then it, it took off from there. So, now, And for people who don't really understand, what kind of makeup is the board when it comes to the Standard Bread Breeders of Ontario? How many people would be on it, and what's their role? Uh, yeah, so that's uh, we can have, and we do have a full board right now of 12. Um, so I am the president, uh, Tammy McNiven of Twinbrook Farms is a uh, vice president and she's also been president in the past uh, and then we have 10 o- other colleagues uh, so they represent everyone from other major breeding farms to also um, smaller individual operations um, you know and and it fluctuates a little bit what the makeup is but right now it's a great mix uh, we've actually had a few new members or directors come on board in the last couple of years and they all bring different and new ideas um, but certainly it, it's everyone, every member of the board has a passion for uh, the standard red industry specifically, but more specifically um, for the breeding side of it. So everyone is a breeder, um, whether they're just breeding for their own. Most are commercial breeders, whether they're large or small. Um, but uh, certainly it's, it's a passion for horse racing and then a passion for the breeding side of things. So going forward, uh you as as president and your board, there must be some priorities for both the board and yourself and some of the challenges that you're going to be facing in, in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's certainly, uh, like we said, just maintaining a strong uh, baseline number of mares bred in the province uh, to Ontario Stallions, and, and we have plateaued pretty good over the last few years. Um, but certainly there's there's major competition, uh, specifically at the high end of the breeding game, uh, with jurisdictions like Pennsylvania and New York, um, New Jersey as well is, is coming. But then other provinces or states like Ohio and Indiana also provide competition. So it, it's to remain you know highly competitive. Uh, and we still have one of the best fire sticks programs in the world. Um, so that's one of the main factors that really can entice people if they're, if they're looking at different jurisdictions um, and when you have the quality of a stallion that goes with that, but you know, each and every year uh, it's always, it's always uh, going to be a tough competition to attract the top end stallions that are uh, retiring and coming to the stallion ranks. Uh, so that's, that's always a, a major, major thing when you, when you have top quality talent retiring within the province, um, it really sets you up, hopefully, for the years down the road when their uh, offspring hit the market and then finally hit the track. 
Speaking with Walter Parkinson, who is the president of the Standard Bread Breeders of Ontario Association on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, you had alluded to Lucan, Ontario, located just north of London. Something Larry's talked about a lot over the course of the history of this show is the power and the, I guess, the depth of knowledge and passion for Standard Bread Racing in southwestern Ontario. Why is it such a hotbed for Standard Bread Racing? Yeah, I don't know. Even growing up when I was young, you know, we have a lot in this area, uh, you know, you know, it was always great going to Mohawk or Woodbine. Uh, Greenwood was a little earlier than, than my days. Uh, but certainly like the signature tracks, like Western fair was a huge place when I was growing up, uh, to go, you know, weekly when we were racing on weekends, but then all the grassroots tracks, uh, like Clinton and Hanover, uh, Dresden going to Windsor at the time, uh, and I'm not sure specifically, I think it's, there's a lot of people, uh, it's a high population within a, a smaller geographic location, which tends to, to help for the interest. Uh, it's a great agricultural reason, uh, region for producing horses, uh, as well as other livestock. So that's, you know, back in the days when people were locating themselves to, to establish farms, and it's probably a, a factor in, in deciding on Southwestern Ontario. Um, but certainly uh, it was a major thing for small towns to have tracks, um, as well as the cities to have tracks too. So, uh, we've been very fortunate, uh, in our area that it is so heavily populated with, uh, with harness racing. I want, I want to go back to, uh, where you said there, there's so much competition out there with the other, uh, jurisdictions, the Cyrus Stakes jurisdictions, maybe for our listeners, uh, what creates this competition? Is it the you know the, the battle to get the sires, the the, the challenge to get uh, mares, or a combination of both? Uh, it's certainly a combination of both. I would say it, it really starts with the sires. Um, not that they're any more important than mares, but you know you there's only so many top stallions that uh, come into production each year that are being retired. So there's certainly a competition to get those few top stallions that everyone's looking at. Um, and so you, you have to compete with major farms from, from all over. Um, and, and they all have their, their strengths of their Cyrus six programs too. So it, it can be, you know, where, where the owners of the stallion are based or where they see, uh, those stallions sitting in best with the mayor population. Um, but then once those stallions are here, then, you know, it's attracting the right mares to breed to them is always, uh, um, a challenge as well because the uh, you know top mares have have a lot of options on where they can go and and where their owners are looking to uh, have their foals eligible to uh, so so it's it's definitely a combination but um, probably from the most basic end it's the sires to start um, and if you can get those top sires in in your program and hopefully they prove themselves and then have proven stallions along with the new stallions that are coming in often, uh, you can really uh, build upon that for the the longevity of the any program, whether it's fire stakes or just your overnight racing population. Now, friend of the show, Larry, yep. Walter Parkinson. We're he big is. fans. Looking forward to it, Walter. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this, and we'll look forward to having you on again. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Well, it's a pleasure. After the break, the one and only Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, 
Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. And more than a few people came up to me at that Woodbine event Thursday and said, do you know what Larry's Ponies Picks are? I said, no, you have to tune in to find out. Larry, take it away. Well, I heard them say we want more Ponies Picks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Price of gas, I don't blame them. They yeah. want money. <laughs> Let's start at uh, Woodbine, uh, since we're talking about Woodbine. Woodbine has a 10-race card today, including the Grade 3 Ontario Colleen Stakes for three-year-old fillies, which is at one mile on the turf. But... I'm going to race two. Uh, it, it's a maiden claiming event for two-year-old fillies uh, for a purse of $64,300. It's on the uh, tapita surface. And the number five horse, 4570, debuted in a maiden special weight on the turf on July 2nd at six furlongs and basically lost the race right at the start where she broke from the gate six lengths behind, and so it was pretty much game over there. Since that start, uh, 45-7 shows a good 47-4 breeze workout on July 29th. And on July 29th, I should say, a one-minute flat, five-furlong breezing workout, which is super. So hmm. uh, she looks like she's in good order for today. I also like the uh, switch to uh, jockey Patrick Husbands. And if this girl gets out of the gate better today than she did last time, I think 45-70 should, be should get the job done here. So Woodbine race two, number five, 45-7. Next. Well, Delmar has an 11 race card today, and race two 
is a $32,000 claimer for three-year-olds and up, and it's at five furlongs on the turf for a purse of uh, $51,000. The number 10, see through it, has had a bit of a stop and start 2022, but interesting, has taken money in his four starts this year. He uh, unfortunately was off until May, and again was right there throughout to again just fade late and finish fifth, but it was only beaten a length. Uh, see through it returns today after another two-month layoff and sees a modest class, class drop, which I think should help the cause, and cuts back to the five furlong distance uh, on the turf. Uh, today, uh, trainer uh, Brian Corner removes the blinkers. This should help him relax a little bit. He's got post 10. Uh, it gives his jockey, Edwin Maldonado, a few options that he doesn't have to go right to the front. He can maybe just sit off the pace and stock today. And I, I like the fact that uh, the horse is one for one on the Del Mar turf course, and sometimes it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a funky turf course, mm-hmm. and has a win in a second at the five furlong distance. So Del Mar race to number 10, see through it. And speaking of Del Mar, can we get a bit of good luck to our buddy Flo Giroux? He could use some. Oh, I know. He's had a lot of seconds oh. and a lot of thirds, and uh, he got beat. he's been getting a, beat a lot of noses when he's been running seconds. So Not fair. I think he's going to have to find some horses with bigger noses. <laughs> Don't <laughs> quit looking at me. What's up next, Larry? All right. The, uh, the Meadowlands has a 16-race card today with a special post time of uh, 12 noon. And there's 13 stakes races uh, scheduled, including the $1 million Hamiltonian, which is race number 15 today. And then race 12, which is the $500,000 Hamiltonian Oaks for three-year-old trotting hmm. fillies. So it's the filly equivalent to the Hamiltonian. There's uh, 10 fillies signed on today, and a lot of eyes should be on where are we Xenia <laughs> in this race with her Canadian connections, including co-owner and trainer Mark Stacy. And driver and friend of the show, Bob McClure. Oh, Bob! In last week's elimination for today's, today's final, the horse uh, had the eight hole, sat the most of the way at the back, and then, despite having interference in the stretch, powered by to, to a winner elimination by a half a length. Uh, in 152-2, and two, last quarter of 26-4, and four, which is the best of the 10 finalists in the Oaks today, uh, where Rizinha has been a picture of consistency during her sh- uh, short career with eight wins and 13 starts, has been a picture of consistency this year as well, working her way up through the various condition ranks to winning the Hamiltonian Oaks uh, last week. And I think after that elimination, she shows she belongs in today's Hamiltonian Oaks final, and post three shouldn't hurt her either. So the Meadowlands race 12, the Hamiltonian Oaks, number three, where are we, Xenia? Excellent. And finally, Larry? Finally, we have uh, Mohawk Park. They have a, a good 11 race card tonight. Race four is a one-mile pace for fillies and mares, a purse of $16,000. Number two, Major League N, raced well in this class last week, where despite leaving from the seven hole, got to the inside, got to the rail early, and sat second most of the way, and some very fast early fractions were included in this. She actually got stuck down on the inside to uh, the top of the stretch, but did close some to get third money. Uh, Ten days before that, this was good, uh, the horse uh, had a romping win, wire to wire at Grand River. So it looks like this horse is really rounding back into the good form that she showed earlier in the year. And I, I find it interesting that Jonathan Drury uh, drives her tonight for the first time. 
So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race four, number two, Major League N. Outstanding. A special hello to our good buddy Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. Goodbye. And as always, thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7, the magazine, which was just released recently, email Larry Simpson, the Ponies 247 experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Larry, uh, just a, a special shout out to all the people who came up to us Thursday and talked about the show and talked about uh, what it means to horse racing in the province. We really, really appreciate it. We do. We do. And it's, 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 hey, we're just doing our part to make sure people understand how good of a sport this is. As always, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around, 105.9 The Region, all weekend long. The legend Ann Warmer's up next with the Feed York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back here Monday morning. Enjoy the races. Enjoy the Hamiltonian. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.